0: Hello and welcome to Nick's Knack for Neologism's episode 41. I think we're on 41. Yeah, we're on 41. Where we define and discuss the most amazing words in the English language. Last episode, we covered persnickety, insouciance, and tendentious. And in this episode, we're covering internecine, altruism, and ephemeral. All right, let's move on to our first word, which is internecine. Talking about C-level players, F-level players, all this kind of like this chaos and and confusion and backbiting and internecine warfare, right? But tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands, of Iraqis, Afghans, Yemenis, Somalis have died. Not always at our hands. Often in internecine warfare. Catholics and Protestants are not at each other's throats anymore, and, you know, Eastern Orthodox and so all quite friendly, and um, there's no kind of internecine warfare going on. Internecine, 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 I-N-T-E-R-N-E-C-I-N-E, internecine. internecine. I-N-T-R-N-E-C-I-N-E. It's an adjective. And of course, if a word has multiple pronunciations, why not have multiple definitions as well? So Indonesian can mean a conflict or struggle within a group, or it can mean something mutually destructive, like maybe a boxing match between equal opponents or a nuclear war between two countries. Or it can also mean something that is characterized by great slaughter. So when I was researching this word, it seems as though internecine is most often used in a political context to denote warfare or feuds between people who belong to a group or within a group, like a nation or a tribe or a particular religion or something like that. And whatever is going on within the group is mutually destructive. So it's kind of a, a mash word in my opinion, incorporating All of its definitions at once. So we can just think of internecine as mutually destructive conflict within a group. So if you and I were on the same basketball team and you thought we should play more aggressively and I thought we should just throw in the towel and quit, our differing opinions might lead to an internecine argument, especially if our argument leads us to play for different teams. Or if you and your friends are trying to decide on a movie to watch and four of you want romance, and the other six want action, you might end up having an internecian debate, especially if you split up into two groups so you can watch what you want to watch. So how do we remember this word? Well, we know the prefix inter means between or mutual, and necian comes from the Latin word root nicar, which I'm probably butchering, but it means death or to kill. So we have mutual death in between a group of people, or at least that's how I like to remember it. And really, if you think about it, this word is kind of sad. Internecine conflict is conflict separating people who have, or maybe used to have, the same values or the same goals. Internecine conflict is the kind of conflict that ends friendships and relationships and families and all that good stuff. It's the kind of conflict where, after it's all said and done, you're left wondering what happened. How did my best friends and I become worst enemies? Okay, enough of that, enough of that. You guys are going to make me all depressed. God, now we got to play some happy music so I feel a little better. (sighs) If I were to ask you, what scenario is most likely to lead to an internecine feud An Indonesian fight, what would you say? Group of Wall Street brokers trying to decide what led to the stock market crash of the 1920s, four starving hyenas competing for the same piece of meat, a group of monks meditating in the forest, or three tadpoles patiently waiting to become frogs? I think out of those four choices, it's got to be the four starving hyenas competing for the same piece of meat. All right. Which one of these words most closely relates to internecine? Foreign, consistent, interception, or internal? Foreign, consistent, interception, or internal? Internal because we think of of a struggle within a group as internal to that group. Mutually destructive conflict within a group. They were also a minority in what had been a very populous part of the Roman Empire and they tended to fight among each other. They had internecine feuds. The internecine fighting within the opposition has certainly not uh, helped those forces that are trying to unseat Assad. What form would that assistance take given the hostilities on the ground there and the murderous, uh, internecine, tribal, sectarian conflicts going on there? But this is a somewhat heresy among Turkey specialists these days, and there's been enough uh, kind of internecine verbal conflict among them that I want to make quite clear. All right, that's the word internecine mutual conflict, destruction and struggle within a group let's move on to our next word altruism and they all tell us something pretty amazing that human beings have got this massive capacity for altruism sure we all have a bit of selfishness and greed inside us but in most people those are not our dominant values. When I go to the grocery store and I pick up a gallon for milk, I don't send my mother a bill, right? I just figure she's gonna get me back later at some point. I'll need eggs, she'll bring them by, etc. That's reciprocal altruism. And everyone does it a little bit. Can we actually turn this society of the selfie around where narcissism is rampant and turn it back towards values of altruism, generosity, care for each other, and care for the planet that we share? Altruism. A-L-T-R-U-I-S-M. Altruism. A-L-T-R-U-I-S-M. And I have to say, I am guilty of saying altruism. When I learned this word a long time ago, I've always said altruism. I don't know. Altruism sounds better to me than altruism, but the correct pronunciation is altruism. And it means the principle or practice of unselfish concern for or devotion to the welfare of others. The principle or practice of unselfish concern for... Or devotion to the welfare of others. Altruism. So a very simple definition is just selflessness. You can think of selflessness and altruism as being synonyms. And the way we can remember this definition is that it's all true for everyone that you should always be nice and caring to others. Altruism. It's all true for everyone that you should always be nice and caring to others. So who is the altruist? The altruist is the person who gives the wanderer money as he walks by. This is the Mother Teresa of the world. The person who pulls over to the side of the road and helps a complete stranger change a flat tire. The person who offers a hand when you've fallen on a slippery sidewalk. The altruist has no concern for her own wants or desires. She only cares about helping others. But hang on, you guys. Does this person really exist? Is it possible to be completely altruistic, to be unselfishly devoted to the welfare of others without any sort of concern for one's own wants and needs? I don't think so. I don't think so. But I'm not trying to be contumacious here, and I'm not trying to quibble over semantics. I've just never witnessed someone who was that altruistic to the point where they got absolutely nothing in return for their altruism. I've never witnessed someone give charity to another without a pleasant feeling in return or without some sort of ulterior motive. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I don't know. What do you think? Are people truly altruistic or is there always some sort of selfish underlying motivating factor to their selflessness? So think about your, think about your own life for a second here. What sort of altruistic acts have you committed in your life? or some sort of altruistic act that might be considered altruistic, or some sort of act that might be considered altruistic. What have you done in your life that might be considered altruistic, right? And now I want you to think, okay, was it really selfless of me to do that, or was there some sort of selfish desire underlying all that? I'm just saying, in my opinion, there's pretty much always some sort of selfish desire underlying an altruistic act. I'm not saying one is necessarily bad. I'm not saying it's bad to be altruistic or anything like that. I'm just saying... I think it's a fact that there is a selfish desire underlying every altruistic act. So we've got four people in front of us. Who is most likely altruistic? Santa Claus, Donald Trump, someone with nothing to give, or a hermit who avoids people and lives in his cave all day? So obviously it's not the hermit who avoids people and lives in his cave all day, right? Can't be an altruist without other people. But shout out to all my hermits out there. I feel your pain and condone your lifestyle. The answer was Santa Claus. And I suppose it's the obvious answer because he is willing to fit his his robust derriere through a dirty chimney in order to give us gifts. So it doesn't really get much more altruistic than that. And I know what some of you naysayers are saying out there. You're saying, you know what? Uh, I think he's actually doing it for the cookies, but I've left some pretty disgusting cookies out before and santa claus still came and delivered gifts so just saying all right which answer is most altruistic someone gives you 50 you splurge spend it because hey you got needs to immediately stare at the person and ask that's it rip it up because money is the root of all evil or invest it and spend your multi-billion dollar returns to end world hunger Investing it and spending your multi-billion dollar returns would be the most altruistic. Which word relates most to altruism? Fatigue, compassion, ego, or duct tape? Yeah, I don't know why duct tape was a choice. I originally had a better choice in there, but then I remembered how much I love duct tape, and I thought, you know what? Duct tape needs some consideration here. So obviously the answer was compassion. Compassion relates mostly to altruism out of those four words. I'm a huge fan of this new movement. Peter Singer calls it effective altruism. Um, many people just call it you know, strategic giving or venture philanthropy. Conversely, sometimes we also put altruism or purpose-driven businesses in the category of being for nonprofits only. These practices, they ultimately lead to compassion, generosity, kindness, altruism. There is a kind of tension between selfishness and altruism, both of which are favored by natural selection, Darwinian natural selection, in different circumstances. All right, that's the word altruism, unselfish devotion to the welfare of others. It's all true that you should always be nice to people. Let's move on to our last word, which is ephemeral. Have the capacity to backdoor access these flow states, yeah. so that they're not haphazard, fleeting, ephemeral states, but that they become part of the human experience on a daily basis. We are left hardwired for denial, a selected inability to imagine true nothingness, an ephemeral sack of particles that thinks itself eternal. And so accustomed to thinking of them as kind of like ghosts that have winds blowing through them at all times. They're kind of ephemeral, but yet not entirely gone. Ephemeral. E-P-H-E-M-E-R-A-L. Ephemeral. E-P-H-E-M-E-R-A-L. Ephemeral. It's an adjective And it means lasting a very short time, something that is short-lived. For instance, the ephemeral joys of childhood, or the ephemeral taste of sugar, or the ephemeral rush of a roller coaster ride. So if we want to make this super simple, ephemeral really just means brief. Anything that is brief is ephemeral. So I have some Very sad news for you guys. There is an animal out there with a very ephemeral lifespan. In fact, this insect, apparently insects are animals, by the way. I didn't know that, but apparently they are. This insect lives only one day. Do you know it? I'll give you a hint. It's a type of fly. What is it? It's a mayfly. One day. That is it. That's all. That's the, that's the, it just lives for a day. It's ephemeral. Can you imagine living only one day? I mean, seriously. But I bet, from the mayfly's perspective, it is one long ass day. I mean, it must seem like forever to that mayfly. Which, you know, reminds me, this would be a great time for us to segue into my own theory about time perception, but perhaps we will save that for another episode. So ephemeral, how do we remember this? The way I remember this word is I think of funeral and ephemeral, they kind of sound similar, right? And anything that doesn't live a long time may not have a funeral. I don't know if that helps you. It's kind of a weird mnemonic. So anything that does not, doesn't live a very long time may not have a funeral. Ephemeral. So it's not living a long time. It's brief, lives only briefly, and it's not going to have a funeral. Ephemeral funeral. That might be going out on a limb there, guys. But we'll work with it. All right. So which of these might be described as ephemeral? A sneeze? Language arts class? A traffic jam? Or waiting in line behind an old woman writing a check. A sneeze would most likely be described as ephemeral. Why do we have such a fancy word for the word brief, by the way? But I feel like there's more, I feel like there's more meaning behind ephemeral than just brief, but it really just means brief. Ephemeral, transient, fleeting, not really around for a long time, ephemeral, brief, but something about ephemeral to me has kind of a a different quality to it than brief does. Ephemeral to me, ephemeral to me really means something that's brief, but you kind of want it to last longer and you sort of miss the fact that it's not there. I think that's really the better definition for ephemeral. I mean, if we really want to get nuanced, when I think of ephemeral, it's kind of like a touching word. Like, man, I used to have something and now I don't. It was ephemeral, but whatever. I guess that's just, you know, that's how words work. Ephemeral means accessible, gleeful, ineffective, or impermanent. Ephemeral means impermanent. There's a street artist named De La Vega who's really well known. He sells pieces at Christie's and Sotheby's, but he'll also do ephemeral art. So he'll tag uh, chalk on the street or, you know, pieces of of graffiti that are going to get taken away the next morning. Tomorrow is a is an ephemeral word. It, it's it's vague, but it's coming, and it's there's hope, you know. So look up, marvel at the ephemeral beauty, and remember to live life with your head in the clouds. The corollary is the the lifespan of any given idea, company, technology, product, you name it, is going to become more and more ephemeral. And so your career, your life of lifelong learning becomes all the more imperative. Hi. All right, so that's the word ephemeral, and it means lasting a short period of time. So let's go through our three words real quick. We had internecine, altruism, and ephemeral. And for internecine, we had inter meaning between, and then the nesian was in the car in Latin meaning to kill. So it's kind of like a struggle within a group that often leads to mutual destruction of some sort. Then we had altruism, which is just selflessness. It's the person who doesn't care about their self. They only care about the welfare of others. And it is all true that everyone should always be nice and caring to others. That's the way we kind of remember it. Then we had ephemeral. Ephemeral, brief, short amount of time. Ephemeral, funeral. If you live ephemerally for only a short amount of time, you probably won't have a funeral. Ephemeral. All right, that wraps it up for Nick's Snack for Neologisms episode 41. Thanks for listening, guys. I want to give a shout-out to, check this out, G-H-J-H-C-D-T-G-B. Oh, yeah, yeah. For leaving me a review on iTunes. He said, you know, I don't really know if you're a he, but I feel like us guys tend to make up these weird names where we don't really care what the name means. We just, like, mash our keyboard because we just want to share our opinion with the world. We don't really care. We just want to remain anonymous. We're just like, ugh, mash, mash, mash. Just, I want to, I want to you know rate something or leave a comment. Because I've done that before where you're like, who cares what my name is? I just want to leave a comment. That's what I feel like J-H-J-H-C-D-G-B here did. But this guy said, I think it's a dude. Sorry for now, dude, bro. Thumbs up. Great podcast so far. However, please check your pronunciation of the word misanthrope. All right, bro. We're a, we're going to check it. We're going to check my pronunciation. So here's what we're going to do regarding this allegation of mispronunciation, which um, I think this dude's probably right. Justin All right. right. I feel super disappointed right now. So we're not actually going to do this idea. I went through my entire podcast, and I couldn't find my pronunciation of the word misanthrope. So what we were going to do is we were going to we we're going to listen to my pronunciation, but I was going to mix my pronunciation in with a bunch of scholarly folk that I had found on YouTube, and then we were going to find my mispronunciation, but I couldn't find it. Oh, and not only could I not find it, but it was painful to listen to that episode. Oh, it was just painful. If you guys haven't listened to my previous episodes, please don't. Please do not. Just don't oh, listen God, to Oh, God, it was painful. Oh, episodes. Lord have mercy. But anyhow, sorry we can't do that. It would have been really fun. But I will say, I think I used to say not misanthrope, but misanthrope when I was trying to pronounce misanthrope. But just in case there's any confusion about how to pronounce misanthrope, misanthropy, or misanthropic here, are a bunch of examples. A misanthrope. 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 Misanthropic. 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 Misanthropy. Misanthropy. And just in case you've forgotten, a misanthropist is someone who hates mankind. <laughs> Alright you guys, that wraps it up for episode 41. Thanks for listening. Leave me a review and we'll see you for episode 42. Bye-bye. Wow, oh, I don't know how to write. oh dude, I think I'm gonna vomit. I think I ate too much this morning. Actually, I think it's because I drank too much water. It's a hard word to say, impermanent. Impermanent. Permanent. Permanent. Alright, whatever. Permanent? M? M. permanent? Permanent. Permanent, impermanent, oh my god, I'm never going to say that word. It's cold outside. It's cold. Huh? It's cold huh? A dog. A dog. Mine. Mine. Say mine. Could you hold me tight?